What's up, y'all? This is Tony Powell, and you're listening to Powell to the People, the podcast, episode 207. Once again, the finest cast in the whole podcasting universe is reconvened to talk that stuff. When I want to know what's going on with the New York City transit scene, there's no expert I trust more than my cousin, Mr. Keith Powell. What's going on, Keith? I'm good. It's great to be here with the family once again. And when I want to talk local TV news, there's nobody I trust more than my favorite director, who's also my brother, Mr. Mark Powell. What's going on, Mark? What's up, fam? What's up, world? Whoa. And when I want to talk local New York City real estate, there's nobody I trust more than the man they call Mr. Eddie Kane Jr. The world calls him Derek Powell. I call him my cousin. What's going on, DP? Everything is good. Always good to be in the cipher with the cats. How you guys doing? Good. I mean, we're safe. Uh, I, I mentioned my, my transit expert. I, I got to ask you before we, we get into it, because there's a lot to cover today. Uh, what is going on with transit safety, Keith? There is none. The people are playing with knives now. They're not using guns. They slashing and sticking you left and right on the buses and the trains. They just out of control right now. All right. Well, I mean, you know, I, uh, I mean... Mayor Swaggy P, you know, he said he was going to put more uh, officers on the trains, but I guess he forgot about the buses, too. So now they're coming up out, out of the train stations and on the buses, and they're stabbing people and slashing them. Yeah, I mean, we just, I mean, we're seeing, <laughs> this is like Gotham City right now. I'm seeing costume criminals out there yeah. in the street, <laughs> you know, going crazy, like a, a gang of other, uh, there was like a week or so ago, there was like, uh, about six girls in, in neon green bodysuits attacking somebody on a train car. Then uh, I saw in the news the other day where there's a group of people wearing all black costumes, uh, hoodies and whatnot, uh, matching outfits, uh, running amok, and they're looking for, you know, there's you know, it was a Crime Stopper search for them. Uh, just the other day, just I think it was it, uh, last night, uh, a man was stabbed to death on a Bronx bus and they're seeking the, the person responsible for that. You know, again, we talked about it last week and I guess it bears repeating. You know, we grew up during a time when New York City, you know, was like a, a, a hellscape where all the movies was talking about the crime. We grew up in a time when when the movie The Warriors was more like a documentary than it was a drama. <laughs> you know, it was real for some of us. Um, so... You know, and, and, and graffiti on the trains and, and craziness everywhere. You know, we, we kind of understood that. But now this is kind of maybe it's because, you know, we're older. And I think you nah. made the point. No, it's not. What's they that? bad. People get stuck. <laughs> and we older. People getting stuck. You you forgot, man. They also stabbed a cat on the train. They caught him like the next day, though. He um, It's a guy coming from. Sad to say, I got to bring this up for you, New York fans. He was working at City Field. Rest in peace, my man, Chuck. Um, He was stabbed coming home from work by some lunatic, unprovoked. And you right. see the brawl roll over into the, uh, you know, out of the train. And he's sticking him. And what's crazy is they know exactly who he is because you got cameras everywhere. But the cameras, people just don't care. So, no, it's not because we old. People are vicious out there. And it might be what you said a while ago, Am, is that this COVID has got people, them years of being, you know, in the house. People have losing their minds, man. It's very, very dangerous out there. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, I made the point that I, I really do believe post-pandemic, I think yeah. a lot of people lost a lot. Uh, their, their financial situations were put in jeopardy. 
Um, they're if they were on the margins mentally or emotionally, COVID pushed them over the edge. Yep. You know, we're talking about Agreed. you know eighteen months of 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 essential lockdown. I mean, it was it was you know March till till say this uh, of 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 twenty twenty until really they you know they started getting these vaccinations online. So almost uh, the summer later. So you're talking about thirteen. 14 months later before people could kind of feel secure enough to go outside, say the, the following summer. So you're talking about a long time. And, and I, we've made this point on this, on this program before, if you were locked down with someone who was abusive, Ooh, uh, either okay. physically, sexually, emotionally for that period of time, and you finally get out, you know, and I, and I think this is, part of and parcel of what's going on with some of these unprovoked attacks by youth because it just seems like lashing out it really does it just seems yes. like somebody walking down the hallway and kicking over you know a garbage can it, it just it's, it's that level of you know why are you doing that kind of, of of violence i mean you know there's 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 no rhyme or reason people are not being talked to i think you made the point a couple of weeks ago Derek. you know about the guy that got stabbed at the by the pizzeria at the outdoor uh, dining situation. Oh, yeah. Where down, somebody yeah. just rolls up on him, rolls up on him and, and him doesn't know him and just, just yeah. pot shots this person and goes off on their business. So yeah, it's going on. But I, you know, I'm sorry, your guy Swaggy E, he used to be a cop. Why is he not having these dudes cracked down? I know you talked about the bail situation Rico, and all that. Puerto and that's, Rico, man. Come on. That could be you're right. You're right, right. Swag, Swaggy E, um, to the folks who don't know the jokey joke from these two guys. We're talking about the mayor, <laughs> Eric Adams. He's no swaggy E. What is, what is true, these are the facts, bail reform has allowed a lot of these folks who we otherwise, who commit these crimes to still be behind bars. When there is no consequences to your actions, this is what you get. Chaos. Now, we was talking about movies. If they don't change bail reform, I'm gonna give you guys a movie, Death, Death Wish with Charles Brunson. You know, somebody's giving you exactly, and you see everybody got on their P's and Q's, got their behavior in order, right? No, what has happened is that when the COVID came, everybody started wearing masks on their face. I the only thing you can see is their eyes. I told y'all. And the criminals mm-hmm. up the game, because they figure, like, yo, we can hide our face with these masks. Mm-hmm. And if you notice, the stabbings, the robberies, the shootings, all these cats got masks on that the only thing you see their eyes. Hey, Keith, they got a mask like they ain't vaccinated. You know, hey, come on, man. <laughs> hey, hey, we, you know, everybody damn near, you know, COVID, you know, um, and I think Joe Biden, you know, the um the the horror part is over, it's kind of under control. And these young boys who you know is all in them streets, they still wearing the mask like they scared of getting the disease. Nah, man, that's the stick-up outfit. And now you can't really say, oh man, is he gonna rob me or is he really afraid of getting COVID? <laughs> Until he put that thing thing on, you'll be like, nah, nothing move but the money. Oh man, he ain't scared of COVID. This is a robbery. And that's how they doing it, man. And now the weather's getting cold. It's hoodie season. You can't win with these kids, man. Shoot. I got a question for you guys. Between what Anthony thinks it might be with the COVID, I guess, carryover or, or after uh, effect. After, after effect. effect. Yeah, lingering effect. Derek and, and uh, I guess, and what Derek said, what what percentage do you think is what? Do you think it's 
you know, Anthony, what's what do you think the percentage of of after effect of COVID versus just badass kids? You know, what do, what do you guys put it at? Well, when I say COVID, the after effect of COVID, keep keep in mind, it wasn't just the disease that had us locked down. We were also watching insanity on 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 our political front. We watched an insurrection. We watched all. We were under duress because we were we were living with the president that was kind of letting this thing go, lying to us, and so. I think people just lost faith in a lot of different systems. So add that into the COVID effect, you know, the fact that we had uh, Trump during that period, during that, that the majority of that period, we watched, uh, you know, people march on Charlottesville, you know, with the torches and, and the rise of, of, of just really insane racism. And then again, watching these people go buck wild in the Capitol and, you know, initially to our eyes, no, to Derek's point, no repercussions. I mean, no repercussions. You And everybody, everybody of color who saw that said to themselves, you know, whoa, man, wait a second. If it was us, you know, Woo. they would have, they would have been spraying the room. They would have been, mm-hmm. they would have been tear gas and hand grenades and everything else thrown to, to stop that situation. We also watched George Floyd mm-hmm. be strangled to death on TV. So I think all of those things, you know, like I said, I said the COVID effect, Add all of that into that that toxic stew, and that's what you're dealing with. So I don't know to to to. So what's your percentage? To see, to see, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it's about fifty five percent, maybe sixty. What do you think, Derek? I think to the kids taking advantage, I say seventy five percent. They, you know, these kids, you know, they they're well. What's scary? They're well organized, man. It's not like they just randomly. It's like when they roll up on you, it's real quick, and then they're gone. I think a lot of the stabbings now that are happening, I think, you know, I agree, I, you know, I agree with Anthony. That's like, you know, probably like 55 percent. I think it's a lot of that mental illness stuff that's rolling over because it's unprovoked. If you 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 look at a guy the wrong way and he's got a mental issue and he's got a weapon, you know, you got a real problem. You know, you you, you fighting for your life. But when I start seeing these kids roll up in cars, they rolling up. I saw a video. They just went into a Wawa in Philadelphia and just tore the place up. You know, that's you know, a good place to get. I don't mean to give free advertisement, but they give some good sandwiches down there. Well, but unless, uh, they, unless they want to sponsor us. Wawa does make great sandwiches. Us. They got great exactly. coffee. Oh, goddamn, they do. And the kids tore it up. Just <laughs> tore it up, man. I'm like, God damn, you can't go there and get a sandwich no more. But I just think the kids are taking advantage of the fact that because of COVID, nobody's looking at it as not being the norm if you have a mask on. Before, if you got a mask on, you know, okay, this is a bad dude. You know, something's about to happen. But now it's like, that's a part of your outfit. You get your wallet, you get your keys, you get your mask. Because you don't want, you know, especially as the weather get cold, the COVID numbers go up. It's even more of a reason to want to protect yourselves. But I think they're just using it as an advantage to commit the crimes that they're committing. I wonder from the business that I do, and I know what, you know, the classic line, if it bleeds, it leads. I wonder if it's a function of we're reporting it more because it, it spikes more on whether you're streaming it or you're watching on TV or there's actually a real precipitous increase. Like I know what, you know, because it's tough when they give you numbers. Like governments are famous for saying, hey, crime is down 10%. What the hell does that mean to right. the regular person? Nobody can, you can't, you can't really understand that. But I wonder if it's just a function of did it really increase that drastically or did the reporting of it increase that drastically? And that I don't know. I think I think two things can be true. Uh, and on one level, apparently, 
transit crime is up. You know, you, you just mentioned percentages. How do you know? But it is up 40 percent. So 40 percent, it means it's damn near a half of what it plus okay. a half over yeah. last year. That's a big number. Even if it's if it's if it's 10 crimes being committed in all the subways and buses of New York City and it's up 40 percent, that means there's 14 crimes being committed this year. So that's a big leap. Um, in you know terms of, I don't mean to cut you off. Sorry. You got a lot of these kids that are, are, are copycatters right. of the crimes that are being committed, like the stabbings and the, and the slashing. So, like Mark said, you know, they put it on the news, and these kids see it, and then they imitate it. But I, then, I wonder they'll and, keep and, the- and another and I'm sorry, another side note to the stabbing, because that's the, that was sort of an oddity of like, wow, stabbings? I thought that was sort of like a old like school a, thing. Like yeah. Old school thing. But I wonder, and I have no idea. Didn't go to law school. I wonder if it's the function of if you get caught with a stabbing crime, it's way easier or, or almost um, nothing compared to getting caught with a handgun. Like, say you get caught stabbing somebody and they, and they pick you up versus getting caught with a handgun. You shoot and miss, but, you know, that type of thing. I wonder what's the – have they figured out that angle of it? You know, because you know, usually criminals are pretty – as much as much as you say they're dumb, they usually are, they're pretty good as far as knowing – you know, no, they're ahead of the curve. They're usually ahead of the curve when it comes to to knowing what the what the punishment is for for the crime. Uh, but I, again, that doesn't explain the random punch outs unless there is no, something going on gang related. As, as you said, Derek, as, unless it's yeah a, an initiation. It seems maybe uh, remember New Jack, New Jack City. That was that was the initiation. Remember, uh, you know Wesley Snipes' character is talking to Ice oh, yeah, yeah, Ice so, yeah. character. Ice and he yeah. talks about you know how he had to you know to to roll up on somebody and commit a crime to get in the gang. It seems the the random nature of it, but the frequency of it suggests that there's something else going on. Uh, I don't know what, I just know that uh, Swaggy E ain't getting it done. That's all I know. Mm. Well, well, I mean, well, I mean you know, if you're going to talk about Swaggy E, we also need to talk about the uh, the Republican candidate running out there in uh, Shirley, New York. They bust some shots off on his uh, block la- uh, last night. That you was me. Hit- <laughs> Yo, you better say that. Are you talking about Zelda? He only kidding with that. I don't need my cousin locked up. He's a Republican nominee for governor of New York. And he you heard said, what happened? Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, they said the, the police believe that it was gang related, meaning like they weren't targeting his house or his. They just, you know, drive by is just drive by. They don't think, I don't think they really walk by and go, oh, that's Zelda's house. Let me side okay. shoot somebody here because. If you're a gang member and you know who he is, say you have any kind of awareness, that'd be the last house you'd want to shoot shots and have shots go in the house of a guy who was screaming and crying and decreeing crime being the biggest issue. Right. And then, oh, whoopsie do, a gun just happened to come through his his door. That's not the guy you'd want to be shooting at. So I'm pretty sure it was just, you know, guys, because these gang members and these guys, they're not like the marksmen. They're not, you know, American snipers out there. They're just spraying shots. Right. So when the bullets are going, the bullets are going. I think there was. These the only reports are that it was gang related, and that's he just happened his to be on the gang. No, no, it's, the house just his house just happened to be the wrong place, at the wrong time. But it wasn't like they were out, you know, looking to shoot up Zeldin or his kids, or it's like it was just sort of like I quote, it could happen in my house too. I mean, if, if kids because they drive by, they're not looking to to. They're not going. You know, they're not playing Call of Duty. They look up at headshots. They're just spraying bullets and, and hoping to hit somebody. We've seen them shoot on those videos. Well, I'm glad I threw them off the track then. <laughs> <laughs> He's a wacky dude, though. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, he bl- yeah, he's blaming. Uh, I mean, it's to your point, Derek, about about yeah. the bail thing, and that's that's really what he's trying to hang on I, to. He's trying to get Hoku on 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 uh, you know reform. cashless bail and yeah. and bail reform. It's it's like a tricky situation. I agree that bail can be punitive, and and I always talk about Khalif Browder. Yes. You know, Khalif Browder sat in a jail cell for three years for a crime he didn't commit. And when he finally finally got to him and got him out of there, he had been so abused yeah. uh, in, 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 in Rikers for those three years. He, he, you know, he committed suicide, you know, and he's not alone. There's a lot of guys who would languish in jail for things that you know haven't even been adjudicated yet or things they may be even innocent of. And they can't get out because their family can't come up with bail. Anybody that's had to, to get somebody out of a, of a jail situation knows it's hard. Even bail is like $10,000, you know, and you got to pay 10% of that. You know, if you barely making rent, you know, $1,000 could seem like, you know, could seem like a million dollars if you ain't got it. Um, that's true. That's true. So, I tell moms, if they go, I yeah. can't help you. I can't help Exactly. You. I, ain't, I ain't put up my house. Ooh, <laughs> but I, I, I would hope, you know, and... I don't think this is true because when I'm watching the cases that when a guy comes or a girl comes before them, they need to review the past criminal history of this person. I believe. And it's like, I, I agree. Right. If the person done been locked up 15 times. No and, argument. And been convicted eight times. Eh, we, we, we need to keep him in there a little bit longer because that's the same person you're going to release. Oh, man, I just got out. I'm going to go back to the neighborhood and wreck, you know, and cause some more drama. And even though the kid is 22, you know, 21, but his history is saying this is who he is. We need to keep him there a little bit longer before somebody gets killed. And those are the cases that pop up. And then when you go and, they, and then the first thing the police say, he should have never been on the street. Look at his record. Is yeah, that I agree with that 100%. When they go to court. No, you know what? That, I mean, I, I'm not. I can't. There's no argument for me on that point. I, I think you're 100 no, percent right. agree. And and I've worked with some kids who I know this to be true of. You know that when they get caught up, they should they those individuals I'm thinking of should certainly be where they are. Um, but I, I'm talking again, and that, we're not talking about uh, maybe a large percentage, but there is a percentage of people. There's a large percentage of people who may be in jail or would would bail for things like weed too and that's that's the other thing that i think that that gets lost so i'm not saying i have a solution i don't i'm just saying that 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 i get why they're trying to to come up with these reforms and we gotta you know as you said consider it a little bit further we gotta certainly take and give judges more discretion in terms of of, right that's all uh how they 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 appropriate they, they assign bail they have to have some discretion because i agree with you if somebody's been in and out of the joint multiple times for the same kinds of violent or and or mm-hmm. petty crimes then you know what you need that's to sit your ass here. yeah no right, you need to, right no that's bail. who they are let, let your ass sit there for a little while until we figure out what's going on until you get to trial okay. um speaking of people that's gonna have to deal with some bullshit coming up your boy Derek easy <laughs> Kanye, Kanye West, Kanye West lost his damn mind. For those of you who who have not heard, um, Kanye West has declared war on on Jewish people. He said he is going to DEFCON three against Jewish people, uh, and he's you know he says he's not anti-Semitic because uh, the black people are Jews. So he doesn't lost all his mind. All his damn mind, you know, and and 
I'm sorry. You know, after wearing the White Lives Matter shirt and, Ooh, and this yeah. late and this latest statement, I'm just gonna sit back, pop some popcorn, and watch them destroy this fool because it's over. It's a wrap. Anthony, you know what's his bad? Mental man. health is bad. Go ahead, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, his mental health is gone. Ever since his mother died, man, this cat has not been right since. I don't think he was right before that. I just think that that she was <laughs> able agree. to to cover. I mean, if you watch the documentary, she was just able to kind of cover it up Man. and hide it. And I think what nobody says about Kanye, and I'm not going to play uh, psychologist here as I do it, um, but but I think Kanye is certainly on the spectrum. I think that he got himself. I think it was a very talented uh, producer. I think he's a very talented writer, and I think that he used that and parlayed it into a, a very successful career. And somewhere along the line, somebody said, "Hey, you're a genius," and he bought into his own bullshit and started believing that he was a genius and that whatever he said made sense. And that's, you know, to your point, Keith, his mental health. It, 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 he was delusional. He's not yeah. a genius. He's good at music. You're good at writing music. You're good at producing music. You're good at finding beats. You are not no goddamn genius, and you need to stop with your foolishness. But as I said, I'm just getting the popcorn ready because this is going to be fun. I tell you, man, um, and the fans, I, I want to apologize. You know, I'm a publicly, you know, very rarely you apologize. apologize. Dirt? Yeah, oh, man, because I was. Wait, wait, wait. Let's pause. What, let me get the date. Uh, this is uh, <laughs> October 10th. 2022 Derek made an apology that yeah I, and whatever um I've been a fan of, of of Wheezy I've been trying to hold on to yay yeah Kanye man I love his music I've never bought any other you know I only bought the first two CDs then he started going off the the the, the track and I, I've been holding on to those but I'm officially here to say I'm sorry man I, I'm throwing those you know, I'm not gonna throw them away because I might be able to sell them and make some money but I'm not going to listen to him anymore. Uh, ain't no need for me not to get paid. Um, even us, as crazy as we can be, there's certain folks we don't mess with. We ain't going to mess with them. For Kanye to say what he said, and then why wear the White Lives Matter um, T-shirt or sweatshirt, I think that was at his fashion show. Kanye needs to understand he doesn't need to draw any more attention to himself as af after that Trump nonsense, let it go, make some music. You know, when a Kardashian is saying it's enough and you know, they about them. Bucks. <laughs> you know, everybody, know they about them. Bucks. And she's like, man, I, mom, I'm hanging in there, but you just don't know, man. This guy crazy, man. He talking and babbling and over there and chanting and he got incense burning in here and frankincense. It's like, I can't do it no more and cut your ties. And when you don't have anybody around you who could say, yo, and that was the mom. I don't know if he has a best friend or whatever. That's too much. You got to stop. Let's put a muzzle on this guy. It's going to continue to be what it is, and there's no stopping him. He has no idea to how he just hurt his brand and his legacy for as long as he's got air in his lungs, man. It's it's sorry, Ye. I'm off the bus. It's over, Kanye. Man, good luck, man. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, I, 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 his brand is it. I mean, his brand, right? You you don't come back from that at all. You know, you just don't. Nobody comes back from from no. being an anti-Semite. No. Uh, and and you know, again, uh, he he was he was brazen enough. And as as I said, I think he believes enough of his own yes. own craziness 
uh, in his mind, he is a legend. In his mind, he is, you know, the greatest thing that ever happened to music. He believes that he is a genius and people have got him hyped up. And, and, and as I said, I think he's on the spectrum. I really do. I think he's on the spectrum. You know, Keith said that, uh, that, that, you know, when his mother died, I think that what, what, and I said it, what happened, the, the difference is, is that his mother was able to be a buffer. His mother was able to, to, when he started to go a little wacky, to step out front yeah. and talk for him and and shield him from, from real scrutiny. Because if you watch the documentary, that's what I see. I see a mother saying, oh boy, uh, he's going, he's all right. You know, I mean, she would talk to him and she's been around him and she protected him and kept him, kept him safe um, and was, was ever present. You know, think about it. You, you, you in your twenties, you and your, 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 I, I, listen, I'm a comic and I'm on the road in my early twenties. I don't remember bringing my mother with me everywhere I went. <laughs> I'm, pretty, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure. I don't think she has showed up at any of the shows that I was doing and she was not with me and was not present with me. She was present at everything the entire time and I think she was running interference and as I said she protected him from himself and from being exposed and without her as the buffer without her running interference then you started to see the wackiness you know I was talking to my son he he made the point he made a connection that I hadn't even thought about he said that Bill Hader is the guy that's probably responsible for Kanye's three biggest meltdowns uh Bill Hader was the guy that kind of gave South Park, the fish sticks joke. Uh, there was the episode of fish, uh, of South Park about fish sticks, and they used featured Kanye. He lost his mind over that. Bill Hader was one of the dudes that wrote, I think, helped write one of the sketches on SNL about Kanye that sent him over the edge and had him, you know, going after SNL. And Bill Hader is the guy that introduced Pete Davidson to Kim Kardashian. Oh. <laughs> so, so uh, Bill Hader, you know, I mean, it's just it's just funny thinking about the fact that Bill Hader, you know, is is that intersection of, of Kanye and it's crazy, but but it is, yeah. but there it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, he's the common well, denominator. If, yeah. if Bill Hader turns up missing, we know whose house is. <laughs> <laughs> be like in that hole in the science of the lambs. It takes the lotion, <laughs> and hand him down with a bucket. <laughs> so yeah, no, it, think about it, the it people is. around uh, Kanye. Are they right. still going to be around him? You know, the superstar is still out there. You no. know. Uh, people no, with names, no, no. Uh, not after people that wanted to work no. with him. Are they no. all going to step back no. from him now? No. Yes, after he made they, they step back, big bro. It's <laughs> like certain people. Rail. It's certain groups you don't go at. That group there, you step away. Why should you mess up your future earnings? Saying I'm down with Kanye. Nah, you. Everybody's stepping back. You'll see. That's the real. His big one of his biggest deals is with Adidas. I can see if it ain't dropped already. They saying, yo, we are not messing with you no more. Sure. Oh, the, the use, what is it? Jeezy uh, sneakers or something? Jeezy sneakers? Yeah. 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 That's over. That's over. Yeah. No, but, I mean, I, I, after this, down, you're right, Derek. That's over. Okay, he's okay, never going to have good. another pair of sneakers in his name. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm You better get them now. After this, they ain't making no more. Shut it down. Mm-hmm. But I don't even know if I would want to buy them because I don't think I'm you can sell them. I don't yeah. think, yeah. You, where you going to wear them at? Who's going to sell them? Because I think, you know, I'm talking to. To uh, my son, I, I didn't get a chance to talk to my nephews, but I'd be curious to talk to talk to your son, Keith, to see, you know, how he feels about about uh, our, our favorite DJ Corey Giles. I'd, I'd be curious to see how he feels about the music and about about 
how Kanye uh, is going to play going forward. Because I really do believe that last night in prime time, they can snatch it down off the Twitter if they want to, but in prime time, nine o'clock he posted this thing I'm, I, I sent y'all you, you all have the copy of what he said I got, yeah. Yeah. I got it he must have had a hell of a blunt man he must have was really uh, he had to be smoking on something boy got Bro, to be yeah I, I just think you know again as I said for, for years we, we've kind of you know let him go and said well like, um, like Derek being the apologist uh, let him go. <laughs> let him go and say, you know, give him credit for the music, and and didn't want to call him out on this crazy. Uh, but but he's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's not. I don't think it's like I said. I I really don't think he's crazy. I I think. Well, no. Let me rephrase that. I do think he has mental health issues, and I do think that he's also on the spectrum. And combined, it's is maybe helped him view music in a certain way, helped him view music in a way that, that has made him successful. And I think it's also ruined his interpersonal and, and, and social relationships. Because when you watch him, like I said, you watch the documentary, uh, the people that he had around him that were really tight with him from, from, from back in Chicago days, you know, they stayed with him to a point, but then he got to a point where he was like, I, I don't need y'all. I, you know, I don't need that. I need this validation from other sources and, and, and went off on, on, on his own little, uh, crazy magic carpet ride. Yeah. That's, that's, that's that money ride. You need that friend, that really true friend that put that check you every time mm-hmm. to let you know that your ego is getting out of place. Like nigga, you better, you better shut that shit down. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't have nobody around him to tell him, Yo, what you doing is crazy. How you acting is crazy. Everybody's co-signing because mm-hmm. you know what? They don't want to lose that money. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. He's got so much of it, so much money that um, it allows him to say, "Well, I don't. I'm gonna cut you off. I don't need you. I don't, listen. You, what can you do for me? I, I, you know, I'm the billionaire, not you." And he can eliminate that. But but them billions is gonna start to dry up. You know, yeah. I mean, I hope I hope he's found a way to invest that money, and I hope that. Uh, I don't know what lawsuits can come from his his thoughts, but certainly his ability to generate money. And I think that if 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 it's taken to the 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 degrees that I think it'll be taken to is is that is his his catalog won't have the same value because again, some of that money that you you make, some of those earnings that you make are based on what people value your catalog at. You know, Michael Jackson, you know, I mean, he was cash poor, but he because he owned the Beatles catalog and I think he owned his own catalog. He always could say, well, I'm going to take a loan out on on the value of this thing. Well, now, you know, don't nobody want to buy your records. Don't nobody want to play your records that your the value of your catalog goes way down. Yeah. Sounds like a, a, a quote from the temptation. Ain't nobody coming to see you no more. <laughs> yeah, so uh yeah, he kinda, I think he I think he I think he's I think he ruined it. In fact, if Derek yeah. ain't playing his music no more, I guess. I'm not you know playing, that. man. Yeah, he he so, so I, you I still playing R. Kelly, right? Well, I mean it's, it's, different, it's different it's different situations. It's different okay, situations. I just want to know man. if you're still playing you know, R. Kelly. Kelly you know, Ara, he didn't speak out about, you know, a Pacific group, you know, so I could still, you know, if it, you know, comes on, you know. Oh, no, you he, know, just, he was just raping kids. That's all right, though. <laughs> like, anyhow, I'm against Ara, but this guy here, after that comment, man, you know I was hurt last night when you said, I'm like, 
damn, man, why did he go and do this? Because his beats is off the chain and his lyrics. But I'm like, I can't mess with him because I've got this fixed retirement income coming in. I don't need <laughs> no check coming in late because they find out I had on, you know, one of his joints. So I'm, I'm off the Kanye West bus. I, I want everybody to know I apologize. Please forgive me. Please. I see I said, been apologizing a lot lately, Anthony. No more prime time for Kanye, huh? Not at all. No, 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 no. He ain't the only person. He ain't the only black person apologizing for foolishness. Uh, Draymond Green gave his apology today. Oh gosh. Uh, Now here's here's what I'm gonna say about Draymond. First of all, it was the most egregious thing I've seen. Well, outside of the 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 Will Smith move. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, but it's along those <laughs> lines where it was that you know the unnecessary sucker punch. Uh, Draymond Green, for people who are not familiar uh, with the NBA, is a is a basketball player forward for the Golden State Warriors, the champion uh, NBA champion Golden State Warriors, and they were having a practice when he and another player, Jordan Poole, got into some sort of verbal altercation. Uh, Draymond walked up on him. Uh, Jordan, he got. In Jordan's personal space, Jordan pushed him away, at which point Draymond came back and then tried to cold cock Jordan Poole. He did he did hit him. He did punch him in his eye. Yeah, yeah he did. Yeah. And, and, and um, you know, he was separated. And, and for a while, they, we knew that there was a suspension based on some altercation that happened. Unfortunately for him, you know, the cameras in the gym caught, caught the punch and, you know, it was the shot seen round the the NBA and sports world, so to speak. And so today, uh, I believe Draymond came out and made an apology. And he said that he was embarrassed by what he saw. He said he thought about it. He he said that uh, he was aware that uh, Jordan Poole's parents had seen the video. And so he made an apology. He, He called them to apologize for his actions. He said that his mother would, if she sees the video, would have words for him. And he, you know, apologized to her, he apologized to Jordan Poole's family, to everybody who loves Jordan Poole's oh, friends. Bull, bull. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I kind of say, I know you say a bull, but I, here's what I'm gonna say: I do believe he regrets it. There's a lot of guys that would have gone the old if I offended anybody route. No, no, I um, believe he regrets it, but I'll, I'll let you hear your piece, and I'll, have, I'll say my side. Yeah, no, I, I just think that in this particular case, it's so egregious. You know, he says he's stepping away from the game for a little while, um, and I. I don't know. I don't. I, I don't even know how to take it. I don't know. I wasn't in the gym. Uh, I wasn't there. Um, we know that in 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 a game or in practice, you know, tempers can flare. You know, uh, Steve Kerr famously got punched by Michael Jordan. Uh, Jordan still hasn't apologized for that one. Uh, <laughs> so, and a whole documentary and everything. He apologized for that one. Um, so it does happen. Uh, but this one was kind of egregious. Go ahead, Mark. No, the, the problem I have, I, I do believe he feels bad and sorry and regretful for what he did. The problem I have is that it seems now uh, um, Draymond has come out and said all these things, um, either through a press conference or through his, his pockets. I'm not sure. I, I heard the apology, but I'm not sure what format I saw it in. It was, it was, a, it was a press conference. He okay, was uh, sitting by himself at the table. Yeah. Okay, so, but now it seems to me this the side's going to go to, I've done my part. I've apologized. I've, I've uh, falling on the sword to your family, to your friends, to the organization, blah, blah, blah. And if Jordan Poole simply says, or it feels like, well, F you, I'm not, you know, I don't care. I, I don't want anything to do with this. I, I don't want anything to do with you. 
then I think knowing how media works, the other side is going to be pushed against Jordan. Like, what's wrong with him? He did apologize. He apologized to your mother and your father. And your, right. what's what's your problem? He did. He said he's sorry. And it's like, listen, we've all you know had people we've had fights with or, or things of that nature. And sometimes, sometimes you just don't you know listen. Yeah, okay, fine. You said it. But I don't have to accept it. You said it. Right. I don't have to believe it. I don't have to. We ain't gonna ain't rock anymore. So why am I the one who has to accept your apology? Why am I the one who sort of looked at slanting eye like, what's wrong with you? He apologized. So what? My jaw still hurts. I don't care that exactly. he apologized. I'm not. I want nothing to do with this guy anymore. And that should be. I hope should be the response publicly because at some point, remember, we've heard nothing from Jordan. I mean, right. he's at some point you'd be right. like, sort of like, it's not quite the same because it was different. But it's like people kept waiting to hear what Chris Rock had to say. What Chris, Chris Rock was like, I was the one who was punched. I was the one who was assaulted. You don't have to hear anything from me. Deal with that fool over there who did that. I'm not yeah. the issue here. I, I you know, I, I'm glad you brought up that the Chris Rock and the Will Smith apology. The Will Smith apology was was what I was suggesting that I'm sorry if I offended anybody and He's you know he did apology. not he yeah the apology was kind of more I just want to you know I want to squash it and put it behind me not you know what I reached out to to Chris Rock personally um and we talked or I I, I went to see him and and try to you know try to mitigate squash squash it if I could and and I accept that he doesn't accept he didn't do that he tried to put out some some bogus thing I genuinely believe um that Draymond is not just saying this to save the job so to speak I I I, I genuinely believe that he's saying it because he probably that is embarrassed by what he right. did right. I, I believe that you know yeah so, I just yeah. think that it's going to be I just think that what's going to happen next is that people at some point on a, on a, on a low-key level, going to kind of blame Jordan for not accepting his apology full-throated and being like, okay, fine, with, with Kumbaya, and this is good. Meanwhile, Jordan could be like, I'm never going to like this guy. I mean, and maybe that's to the point where I may never, I mean, I, have, I may have to pass on the ball because he's literally open, but we are never, ever, ever going to be cool. I don't care yeah. what you say, and I hope, if he truly feels that way, I hope Jordan doesn't say, I accept his apology. I hope he doesn't do that kind of deal where he feels he has to say something that he doesn't right. really feel. Sort of like this is a side issue. Sort of like when Hank Aaron had to swallow his pride when Barry Bonds broke his record. He's like, he didn't want to do that, but he felt like he had to because Hank is a gracious man. Right. Uh, he felt like he had to do that right. for the public good. But Hank didn't feel that way. Sort of the same with the Marisons. They had to kind of say this publicly when you know McGuire or Sosa McGuire or whoever the order wasn't in Bonds publicly say this. But they didn't feel that. I hope Jordan doesn't feel like. Listen, I'm not going to say. I'm not going to talk about it at all. I'm not happy, and he's my. You know, at this point, he's still my teammate. And let's just leave it at that. Don't keep asking me to accept his apology because I'm not accepting his apology. I agree. <laughs> and, and as far as the is is uh, Hank Aaron's concerned, the late great Hank Aaron, he ain't got to worry about that no more because Aaron Judge got 62. <laughs> and anybody paying attention knows that that's the real home run record and, and damn 73 and damn all the other exactly. artificial numbers by Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa. I've been seeing people on, on social media talk about, no, the real number, no, the real number is not 73. The real number, 73 steroid uh, tainted home runs. Okay. But the real record is 62. Congratulations, Aaron Judge. Go ahead, Derek. You was going to say something. Um, what, um, what what has happened, and you know, with uh, Draymond, and I agree, he is, he he's definitely he regrets what happened, but 
he also broke the rule with the brotherhood with your teammates. And there, there will be players. I've played, you know, basketball all my life, and there's going to be players that you don't like, but there's certain things that you, you, you don't do. And or what Mark is saying or how Jordan is going to feel, I feel this way about one of my teammates, man, and I can't let it go, and I'll be 60 years old next year. And, you know, <laughs> the, guy, the, the guy didn't hit me, but he stole from me, and I was able to get it back. And it drove me, it drives me crazy when I think about like, this guy thought I was a sucker, man. He was going to get away with it. And I'm going to let you guys know what happened. End of my sophomore year, I didn't know in college that you get to keep your uniforms. So I threw like my shorts in the pile because usually the uh, the manager, whoever they get it and they clean it, you know, they take it back. I thought we had to turn them in. And then I found out, no, you get them this year because every two years you get new uniforms. I go in the pal to get my shorts. They're gone. I'm like, hold up. And you, I'm looking around. It's only 12, 10. What do you, I didn't want to use the word on this. You know, what do you ends took my shorts? I said, okay, not a problem. Now you don't want to use the word? Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, I'm trying, you see, I already apologized earlier. So I'm trying to do good today. So one of the big bros on the team, he taps, he's like, yo, man, so-and-so got your shorts. I said, I bet, no problem. You know, so he's letting me know I can't step in the middle of this for you, but you go and do what you got to do, and I got your back. Bet, I got it. Boom. So we had, you know how the hotels you got connecting doors? Right. That fool's room was next door to mine. And, you know, I'm playing the game, I'm leaving it open. We're going back and forth. So we're having a good time. When I hear them go downstairs, you know me, I go in the room, I go in this bag, because we had. Our initials back in the day, that's how you identify your shorts. We didn't have our numbers, or so you had your initial. I'm like, bet, got my shorts. So now it's time for the team meal. You know, being who I am, yo, yo, T Boogie, you know, I got them shorts, huh? And you know, the thief can't say I went in his bag. He can't say that because now all the big bras going to jump on that ass. Oh, he's stealing. We got a thief among us. And my boy, you know, he looked at me and says, yeah, I told you. I said, yeah, man, well, I'm good now. You know, ain't going to be no problems. I, I hope I've been here. And money act like he ain't hear a word I said because he would have had to come clean that he was the thief. And they would now he would have had to be in exile to this day. I hold that. And that wasn't a punch. Ain't no way with a punch square <laughs> in my face. We would have fought every day. When I would have came, if I couldn't beat him, I would have got Keith. Keith, you got to whoop this guy's ass, man, because this here is unacceptable. And that is the position that Draymond has put JP in. Exactly. Where it's like, my mama saw this. If I'm dating a girl, she, he can't raise his for, voice at the, <laughs> the drive-thru. Yo, man, my fries. Man, you ain't do that to Draymond, your fries. <laughs> you ain't tell Draymond. And it's like he's going to be the butt in. That's why when they said Draymond stepped away from the team, I can see somewhere along the lines, because I think this is the um, end of his contract unless he yeah, opts yeah, in, yeah, yeah. that they're going to try to move him before the All-Star because it's, it's too much tension in that locker room and then you got a bunch of young guys in there with some size who got as much time as Jordan Poole has, and they don't mind banding together, be like, yo, we need to bust his ass. You know, we need to send him a real clear message. They're going to have to get him, I feel, out of there because I don't see 
even though, you know, like Mark is saying, you know, yeah, whatever, man, he apologized, but that's just what it is. I don't see this kid moving on from that, from the way he plays the game with the aggression and the cockiness that I've seen on, with him on the floor. I just don't see him letting that ride out, man. It's yeah. going to be a very, very tense locker room. And, you know, nothing against you light-skinned boys, but we know Stephen Clay can't hold a locker room down. You <laughs> so it's going to be something to see, though, man. It's going to be something to see, man. You know, Good no, luck sir, with that, Jay. Like yeah, like you're saying, there. Yeah, look at it. Um, Poole is like 6'4". Draymond's what, about 6'8", two-something and change. And he, he, you know, he pushed him away from him, and then you unload on this little guy. That says a lot about who you are as a person. Right. You know, you can let whatever was said go or the little push the little get, the guy gave you that you had to retaliate and punch him in the face. Not like that. Which, yeah, he which, which grabbed is a sucker him. punch. That's what, you know, it was. Basically yeah. what we call snuff. You basically snuffed him. Because he didn't put up his hands to protect himself for anything. Because he didn't right. expect nothing to happen. But, hey, Keith, let me cut you off real quickly. But in, in the real world, when he saw Draymond closing, because remember, Draymond did walk over there. When somebody starts to close it on your space, you know, you you got, I know it's practice, but either you got to back away after the push and get in your stance or you keep your hands at the side and you get what you got. You know, you know, it's <laughs> like, because remember, Draymond was on the other side of the court right. and you see him walking over like, and more than like, yo, man, I keep telling you about your mouth, man. You better shut up. I keep telling you, I'm going to shut your mouth for you. And you know how it goes. It's like Keith, when we were kids, if you came on my side of the room and we having a heated discussion, I know I need to get in the fetal position because it's about to happen. I need to cover up. I'm not just going to be taking body shots. At least let me cover up some of these shots. Maybe you jump in the pool and have a big brother. This reminds me of an incident when Charles Oakley punched um, Jeff McGinnis. Oh, he smacked him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know, yeah, yeah. Charles Oakley was at the other end of the court, and he walked through everybody and punched him right in his jaw. Yeah. So, in, in that instance. The, 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 and, and, and I'll put this out to, to you guys, right? If I had to get a smack or a punch, I think I would have went with the punch. The smack is just too degrading to me. It's just too degrading, man. It's just too no, no, degrading. Slap, uh, slap is degrading. Yeah, yeah. You're going to have to punch. Slap is degrading. Yeah, you got to punch. It's going to hurt more, I, mean, I think. Right. Definitely going to hurt more. You, you know, the punch is going to hurt gonna... more. But just imagine if Draymond would just like slap him, shut your little yeah. ass up. Slap him, like going with the wind, like you know, oh my gosh, exactly. you know, right? Yeah. Yeah. You rets, you rets, uh, or whatever that damn thing. That's what you are. Now, now let me uh, let me ask this quick because I, I, you know, I I, I tried to listen because I wanted to hear the story, um, but it, it, I'm sorry, I can't I can't move past this. So so somebody went into a pile to get your funky, sweaty, used, sweaty, uh. Yeah. Uh, basketball shorts. Yes, and yes. you wanted those sweaty. That's right. Basketball shorts that my man just had in his sweaty bag for his other sweaty shorts for the summer league. For the summer okay. league. Because okay. what you. happens is, you know, when you come, you know, you're playing in the summer leagues, you want to be able to show, like, yo, I play for a certain school. You know, you got your, you know, your school shorts on when you come up in there. So yeah, okay. I went and got mine out of there, and then it was also principal. I couldn't let this cat think. That right, this is no. just going to be okay. That just wasn't going to happen. 
It's like, nah, uh, 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 because then I would have seen one of his homies wearing it, and then it would have been a problem. Like, he went to the guy, one of the, one of them cats who couldn't get into college and finish high school. He's going to be wearing some college shorts? Not on my watch. Uh-uh. Because remember, this is not in a time where you could go to Foot Locker and right. all those stores and get, you know, all the team shorts. It wasn't like that then. You either had to be on a team or know somebody. I could not have that guy walk away with my gear, man. And then, remember, the big bro told me who had him. Right. Then the big bro would have been looking like, yo, man, I gave you the answers to the test. You couldn't handle that. So it was mm-hmm. it was a lot, it was a lot involved. It was a lot involved. It was a lot involved. It was a, put it this way. It was definitely some pressure on me. It was definitely some pressure. Because okay. everybody's watching, man. Then I got two more years to stay there. Next thing you know, everybody wanted to take my stuff. I couldn't have that. Man. Everything. Exactly. So I, go on my locker. I got those sneakers again. <laughs> so so uh, the shorts was like like the fruit cup in jail, right? Somebody, you know, that, and, for real. It's like a cigarette in jail. That's how that was, man. Yo, you got to do something because everybody's watching. And remember, somebody told me, yo, that's who did it. (laughs) So I couldn't act like it's one thing to be like, all right, I take the loss. I don't know where he at. It's another thing. It's like, yo, you know, he got your shorts. I'm like, yo, I'm on it. Good looking, big bro. All right, man. We here for you. So it's about principle, right? Yes. Principle. Okay. Well, let's talk about principle because, uh, an issue of principle came up between primetime Deion Sanders, the coach yes. of, of uh, Jackson State, and 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 Eddie Robinson Jr., the head coach of Alabama State. And apparently, uh, they played uh, a game this past weekend. I guess uh, uh, Jackson State went down to Alabama State's homecoming, mm-hmm. and uh, the Should coach of Alabama, yeah, uh, Alabama State's coach uh, Eddie Robinson Jr. Uh, was very offended by. Uh, Dion trying to give him a bro hug after the game after he claims that Dion tried to run up the score on him um you know and he, on him prior to I'm huh? on team Eddie on this one I'm on team Eddie Robson Jr. one of the lines he said which is perfect which is uh I, um oh my gosh I just drew a blank I, I'm uh uh HBCU or whatever the, no, it wasn't I'm, swag. I'm, I'm swag I'm swag I'm swag yeah. right. and and I agree with that statement because people forget and and we all love the fact that Dion is taking the school up in the profile of HBCUs mm-hmm. and in particular Jackson State. But the reason Dion, the reason the guy said I'm swag and he's not is because Dion didn't want this job. He settled for this job. He wanted the Florida State job. And they said, no, you got you don't have the coach experience. And he, he was coaching in high school. And that's why he took this job. So when Eddie Robinson Jr. says, I'm swag, he's not, he's sort of looking at me like, listen, you're sort of like a um, – almost like a carpet bagger. You're not really about this. You're just doing it because you're Deion Sanders, but you're not really, really a SWAC guy. You're not really, really an HBCU coach. You're not going to be like his father. You're not going to be here a lifetime uh, time guy forever and a day. Or uh, he, he looked, I think he viewed him in that way. So mm-hmm. it reason one of the things he said, you know, prior to the game, usually coaches mingle and talk, you know, prime time, big time. You know, kind of, you know, didn't really, you know, didn't, interact with him and talk to him then and suddenly at the game now he wants to while the cameras are around be prime time you know bro hug him he's like you know f that man you know listen well, i'm not about that you know so that's i i i agree with eddie robson jr when you take certain jobs certain places you gotta stick it out you gotta you gotta be about it you you can if you're bouncing around between the big schools if you know if you're uh what's that asshole um Urban Meyer, if you want to go to school, 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 go right ahead because you, you're not invested in anything. But if you certain schools you go to, you got to be there. And that's one of those schools. If you're in those HBCUs, those kids, majority of those kids, 
they hope to play in the pros, but they're really hoping to get a free education and become something. So you got to be more to them than just, hey, listen, this is how you read a defense or whatever. You got to be father figure away from home, sometimes father figure, period. It's a bigger deal. And I think he looked at him, looked at Dion in a sense. I could be overreading this, but I think he looks at him like, listen, I think you're not really about this. I think you just here until Florida State opens up or one of the SEC schools opens up. Well, I I I think that you know from my from my viewing, if 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 Eddie Robinson Jr. is salty because Dion didn't shake his hand and go and and roll up on him in the beginning of the game, more power. I think Dion is from old school where he's like, "Yo, I'm not I'm not your buddy uh, right now. We got a game to play." I I think for Eddie to go that he's not swack is kind of short sighted. Here's the bottom line. Deion Sanders has raised the profile of swag. That's what he was saying. I'm not swag. I'm swag. If I'm not swag, who's swag? Right. He's raised the profile of of all of these teams. All of these guys are going to get that extra uh, TV money that they wasn't getting before he got there. All of their programs are going to be better as a function of him being there be, uh, than they would have been had he not gone there. Deion is bringing kids who are probably going to be drafted in the NFL from his team, which means that when he starts to get even more and more recruits as a function of that, that the teams that can't uh, get with the, the the players at Jackson State are going to get are going to get all the rest because they're going to say, well, shoot, if I can't play on the best, I want to play against the best. And they're going to be those teams, Alabama State and all these all these schools, A&M, are going to raise their profile as a function of him being there. Dion has got these fools on ESPN on a regular basis. I'm sorry, Eddie Robinson Jr., as famous as your daddy was, he didn't get nobody on ESPN. I mean, once a year, <laughs> once a year, that you know, uh, out, out of a specialty, you know, around Christmas time or holiday time, it'd be like the, the you know, the, special. yeah, Family. it'd be like the, the, the Audi, you know, <laughs> supermarket bowl somewhere. <laughs> And they might they might get an invite, but Dion has raised the profile and he's raised the profile of these programs. And I think, like my man Cuddy said, don't bite the hand that feeds you. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I tell you this, man. Um, I, I believe um, Eddie was was pissed off two things. For one, they invited Jackson State to the homecoming. His program is not ready to beat Jackson State as of yet. Right. Um, and then also because of the the the, the prestige that primetime gets, because primetime when he comes in, he walks around your huddle, he walks the whole field. According to primetime, he says he's praying and all that, but we know that's bullshit. Primetime just wanted it's intimidation, and um, you know when he comes, it's going to be the fanfare. You're going to get that exposure. And if you ever, I think I sent you guys a couple of the clips, man, when he's talking to his team, he gives some words of encouragement regarding life. He's outstanding. And he's doing all these things. And then meanwhile, his players are buying into this and they're coming out there and they're trying to really kill you. Did he try to run up the score? Yeah, he tried to run up because he wants you to know, don't ever invite me to no goddamn homecoming. We Jackson State. We are bigger and better than that. You need to invite a division JUCO team if you want to get a win, but you better never invite me there. Now, I like what Eddie Robinson said. If you don't go big five next season, we coming up there and you're going to see what we got. And I'm hoping Dion stays so you can start getting that rivalry. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah, because remember, they both, like Anthony just said, 
um, Eddie Robinson Jr. should get more plays because now these players want to play against Jackson State. So now they got something to prove. So now you got a rivalry going on there. If Dion doesn't leave and say he takes an L to them next year, those two guys need to get on camera and say this is about competition. What you saw, you know, we're just in the heat of the battle. But this is what we're about, and this is what we're here about. The, you know, you know, making sure these young men are successful. And then that third game can be a nationally televised Channel Seven Saturday eight PM game. All the revenue that those schools would, would generate would be incredible, man. Incredible. Mm-hmm. And it's, as, it's, as my brother said earlier on the TV all the time, let's let's slow your roll. They're on ESPN Plus. That's not TV. There wasn't even on local. T- there wasn't. They weren't even getting like local cable. No, no, I mean, I, he's yeah, definitely I mean, up the profile. I, I, yes. All the things I mean, we said and, about and nobody, and, and let's but let's I, not let's not get it twisted. Ain't nobody trying to see Alabama State on a Saturday afternoon unless you go to uh, an HBCU, unless you are an alum of of Swag program. Then you might be interested in it. But no, but really. No. Outside I, of that, nobody cares. No, I, 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 it's I, unfortunate. I'm, I'm no, saying, I'm not saying it's a good thing. My my team was on Howard's on early in the year. They're horrible. Those games are hard. I, mean, I don't like college football. Period. But those games are horrible. <laughs> it just, it, they're just it it's like high school games. Yeah, you're dealing with the level of athlete. It's just they're just horrible. Break. And I and I said I don't like college football. I just I just find it bad football. Whether right. it's Alabama or it's uh, Howard, you know, versus you know. Copping away. I just find it bad football. I like pro football. I like pro basketball. I can watch high level college basketball, but actually, I can watch even some lower level college basketball. It seems it seems to replicate more basketball than college football repl- replicates NFL football. Right. But it is nice that he's there. I just hope my only hope when he fir- my only uh, fear when he first took the job is that I didn't want him to just dip in. While something else comes on, sort of like you know, I, I'm you know, I'm hanging on here until something better comes along. Because, like I said, I think certain times you just you have to be there for the long haul. You just got to, you know, what I got to just this is going to be my this is going to be my mission. I, my mission is not to win, catch Saban in championships. My mission is to replicate Eddie Johnson, uh, Eddie I Robinson. I, I you know I, I agree with that to a point. I think I think that that that. Dion going to Jackson State, yes, was probably not his first love. wasn't even his second oh, love. And I'm pretty sure he wanted to go to Florida State. And, and don't think for a moment that Florida State this year, their record, they're not, you know, oh, no, sending Dion flowers. And they're not, you know, <laughs> saying, hey, Dion, I don't know if you ate, but here's some coupons to move Christmas in case. Of course, they, yeah, they, they call yeah. them on a regular basis. They texting them and sending them, you know, highs and buys and all kinds of love love letters and flowers the whole nine because they want him to come because I, I do believe they want him to come. But I think Dion is smart enough to maybe miss the next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and wait a year or two, or wait like I said, four or five years, and then pass the. Let's say his sons, one of his sons, does not uh, matriculate to the NFL. He'll get him on the coaching staff, and he'll say, "You know what? I'm passing the coaching job to you. I'm going right. to Florida State." Well, yeah. I hope even more so because Dion said this. I hope he he said it. Give myself, give me another. He's his third year, fourth. I'm not, how many years? Yeah, t- so he could play Nick Saban, right? Yeah, give right. me t- give me two more years. Then then we put that game on. You know. We we doing an Affleck commercial, but yeah, we we doing this game at CBS. We're doing Jackson State versus Alabama, uh, Alabama, and that would be like um, when that Kentucky game. played um, UTEP. 
UTEP. That would be Texas Western. Yeah, that would be that type of that would be that type of game. Listen, okay, fine. You you got all these high level recruits, and I got some boys too. Let's just go. And 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 that's what I'm hoping for. I'm giving giving Dion two more years, a, a good five yeah. years or six years of bringing in your guys, bringing in your system, and let's 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 go, Nick. You know, we doing this commercial here. You know what? Let's let's set up this game. But to you know, Derek's point, though, I, I, I'm sorry, kid. To Derek's point, I, I definitely want to play for Deion Sanders because every time I see him on social media, I see you know I see a lot of clips on 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 uh, on uh, Instagram. You know, they have a lot of his clips. Yeah, he's just a motivational yes. dude. These, these guys, uh, you, you want to play for him? You're like, wow, I didn't know you had to get. Yeah, I would, yeah. I would in, a, in a heartbeat. Me too. Yeah, now, and you know, we all know who Deion Sanders is. Prime time. This is what he does. And mm-hmm. there was a question um, they asked him about why was Robinson so angry at him? Sanders says, I think he thought he was going to get a win. I don't know why he would ever think of that. <laughs> you know, that's, that's Dion. You right. know, he's going to go up and down the sidelines. This is what he's been doing all his life when he was in, when he was in college, when he came to the NFL. This is what he does. He brings the people to the game. And like he said, yeah. I sold the place out. Yeah, and he's, yeah. he sold out the stadium. They came to see Jackson play. And Dion, yeah. One thing, Dion, they ain't come see Robinson. They came to see no. Jackson. Dion yeah. made a he made a statement yesterday. You know, this week, last week, prior to the game, to his team, and it just blew me away. He said, "You know, why did y'all think? You know, when I was in the in, in the league, I would high step and turn around and look at my opponent, and nobody got the answer." He says, "You know why?" Because I want to see when he quit. I want to see what his eyes look like when he knew he couldn't catch me. And they quit. And that's what I want you to do this week. I want you to look in their eyes and make them quit. I tell you this, man. I got chills in my bones. Oh, my God. <laughs> Think about that. Because, you know, the, the turn around and look. And you know how you see, like, the um, the defensive player just give up on the play? He said, I love to see him quit because then I know I got him. I said, oh, my God. What a, no, what a he's, like I said, he's, he's a brilliant coach, yeah. and, and I think Florida State missed the boat, and I'm glad that Jackson State uh, ended up getting him. And I, and yeah. I, and to Mark's point, I do hope he stays a couple of years, Mark. I'm, I'm not going to relegate him to Jackson State for an Eddie Robinson-like run because I think Eddie Robinson, if he could have gotten an opportunity to coach at, at a big-time program uh, aside from Graham, he would have he would have considered it. He'd be a fool not to consider it. Um, yeah, but look what he did. But not going. I mean, we, we don't know the names of these kids, but you know they're running, they're running businesses. They're they're. Oh no! Absolutely. There's there's, there's, there's no shame in that. There's no shame in that at all. But I, I think in any endeavor, I don't care what level you reach, in any endeavor, you want to play at the highest of the highs, and 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 especially in, and in sports. Um, if you playing if you playing uh, PSAL or or, or, or CL, you want to go higher. You want to yeah. you know you want to you want to play at high school. You want to play in the rucking. You want to play in the rucking. You want to play in a D- Division One school. You play in a Division One yeah. school. You want to play in the NBA. You want to play at the highest levels. And I think that Dion, who literally is 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 one of the top seventy five greatest players of all time, uh, one of the greatest college players of all time. Um, you know, and two and a, and a two sport athlete, a guy who played in 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 Major League Baseball as well. Um, certainly, he would want he would want to go to the the place that that gave him an opportunity, which is Florida State. I, you you couldn't blame him for that, but because he's not there, 
and he's he's found himself in Jackson State. I I think yeah, if he stays for three or four years or five years, and like I said, if he passes it on to to one of his coaching staff, or if he gives it on, you know, if he passes the baton to somebody else, uh, maybe some some other form of uh, NFL player who can't get a coaching job because that's a shame too. I mean, they they fired Matt Rule today from the Carolina Panthers, but he should have been fired a couple of weeks ago. Paul Hackett should be fired. <laughs> a lot of these guys that have these NFL coaching jobs don't deserve them. I'm sorry, they just don't deserve them. They didn't they didn't put the time in um and they get breaks that nobody else gets. Why is a Cliff Kingsbury yanked from college and given a, a a franchise? You know, it's it's ironic because the guy that's replacing Matt Rule is the guy that was that was coaching Arizona before they brought uh Kingsbury in. So that's what I'm saying. These guys uh, don't get the same opportunities. If Prime gets a chance to go to Florida State, and if Florida State leads him to an NFL job, then God bless. I mean, I'd like to see it. I'm I'm, I'm a fan of his. I'm a fan of his coaching. And as to Keith's point, you know, th- there's a reason they call this dude Prime Time. They don't call him, you know, uh, you know, afternoon TV or daytime TV. They call him Prime for a reason. That's it. He must right. see. You got to see him. Yes, indeed. So, and I'm sorry that Eddie Robinson Jr. didn't recognize that. But, you know, you kept, <laughs> Eddie Robinson Jr. don't think he's not capitalizing on his father's name, too. So let's let's, let's just call him. He's salty. I get it. You know, he said yeah. you, you invited this man down to, to your homecoming mm-hmm. expecting to beat that, to, to right. make, a, make a case for yourself, and you got run out of there. <laughs> he won't do it again. Yeah, he won't. <laughs> You're going to learn. You better learn. <laughs> You're going to learn today. <laughs> uh, while we're on the subject of football, and this, I think we'll, we'll, we'll end it here, even though we're, we're t- going to talk about the Mets, but there's nothing to say about them. Um, you know, remember, lost I saw again. what happened. Yeah, lost again after all of that hype, man. They, they, they just knew they were going to have a parade down the Canyon of Heroes. And now they're they trying to find, you know, the best place to park in, in Flushing. Um, Herschel Walker, oh. former football player, is, is, is it's a train wreck we watching in real time. Uh, he claims that... Uh, that um, you know, the story came out about him, and and, I, and the only reason I bring it up is because we talked about Raphael Warnock. We talk about again uh, people who who are graduates of HBCUs and 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 the finest quality human beings. Mark, you were just talking about guys who run companies, guys who who are moving and shaking that you may not know the names of. Well, we know the name of Raphael Warnock. Uh, he's the guy who was the the uh, Reverend at the, at the Ebenezer Baptist Church in Atlanta, Martin Luther King's church. He is a U.S. Senator from Georgia, the first black senator, I believe, since Reconstruction. Um, he is, by all all accounts, they come to get me, by all accounts, <laughs> he like is, uh, this like is Queens, New York, is right down, right down the block. <laughs> by all accounts, he is, he is uh, a good family man highly intelligent, highly articulate, and yet he's only beating Herschel Walker by like two points in the polls in, in Georgia. And his his seat is the is the one that's going to determine, you know, pretty much who holds the Senate. Right. Um, so Herschel Walker was accused of paying for an abortion, um, even though he's running on a campaign where he says he's staunchly anti-abortion. He, he, want, he wants to outlaw abortion and for, in, in every single situation, every circumstance, no exception. abortion if you spot him all the letters after the end. At the end, yeah, you know he couldn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, you know. So uh, I just want to get your thoughts on that real quick before we wrap this up. I'll go ahead, Mark. 
Well, we know it's, it's the same thing we always said. I mean, the reason he's so close to the polls is because his people, the conservative nut jobs, and I, 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 the nut job one, I'm not talking about someone who's conservative and they just believe. This is a whole level, another level of craziness with the uh, evangelicals who, no matter what he says or does, they forgive. They forgive a guy in, in, in President Orange who was divorced three times and cheated on every single wife, or divorced two times and married three times, cheated on every wife and every, they see him has had they see him as some kind of deity. So the reason he's so close is simply because those people, no matter what he does, no matter what he says, they're just gonna go hard for him. And the people who are for Warnock are probably not always gonna be so boisterous. They're gonna be, you know, kind of laying in the cut and hopefully come election day, they show up. Yeah. Okay. You know what? It's it's just ironic, you know. You look at the girl, the crazy uh, a chick, uh, Marjorie Green. Oh, Marjorie Taylor Green. Green yeah. Marjorie Taylor Green. Yeah, how she's in there, and these people got you know neck and neck. I don't, I don't see it like that. If you hear this man talk uh, when they ask him questions, how he answer, what good is he going to be in there for the folks? What He's is he going to do counter. for the people? And I don't yeah. see, I, in my point of view. I hope they don't vote him in there because it's going to be sadness because every brother ain't a brother. <laughs> this is oh, a, you're right. They give him the seat. This is a guy who they can control. They can tell him exactly what it is, what they want passed, how they, how they want him to do it. Um, for these folks to overlook, you know, I think he's got four different baby mamas. He got the yeah, son he's, he's yelling at plan. He got the son, <laughs> son yelling out. I don't know if y'all saw the son yet. Yeah, you know, the son, yeah. Son, yeah, son yeah. is going buck wild in on his father. And he's like, yo, why don't you stop? Because now they got to air all your dirty laundry. And this is what you didn't want. Now all your laundry's coming out. Just keep your mouth closed. Fade out. Fade to black. And don't do this. But that's why all of this guy's stuff is coming out now. And the son is like, he ain't do nothing for me. He ain't do nothing for none of my, my brothers and sisters. None of, the, none of the other baby mamas. And this guy's still standing in front of the podium like he's got the answer and he's the answer to win it all but he's being pushed because of the name in georgia is major we all know that they right. get him in there they can get him to get everything that they want to benefit he's that group. exactly that group for them that's all that is for he's well it's, what's it. really sad i'm glad you brought up his son it's i don't know, I remember his son's name but his son is not some liberal left wing. His son is the most one of the most conservative. You mentioned conservative versus right wing. Not yes, his son is highly conservative, uh, Republican uh, kid. He's a highly conservative Republican kid. He is on the Candace Owens side of the ledger. He is very very conservative, and he's saying his father's a piece of shit. And and and, and Herschel. You know, I mean, like, for the the, the fact is, it, it's, it's documented. He put a gun to his wife's head. Yeah. Told her he was going to kill. This is the dude you want to be a senator? Mm-hmm. Yeah, gun control. He didn't shoot her, did he? <laughs> no, he didn't shoot her. <laughs> Damn. 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 I guess you're right. You're right. Wow. Whoa. Whoa. We can't do no more after that, folks. Listen, if you have not subscribed, <laughs> wow, I got to leave on that one before we get in real trouble. Oh. 
If you have not subscribed to Power to the People, I don't know what you're waiting on. I mean, you can come on here and hear my brother say that Herschel Walker exercises gun control. Um, that's, that's a lot of the day. Uh, make sure you do. Anywhere you listen to your podcast, you can find us. You can ask Alexa to play Power to the People. You can get us on Pandora. Anywhere you get your podcast, including where you're listening right now. Um, you can also find us on social media, Facebook, Power to the People on Facebook. Powell to the peeps on Twitter. P O W E L L. The uh, the letters D A uh, P E E P S. Powell to the peeps. The P O W E L. I don't remember what it's called. P O W E L L. The number two letters D A P E E P S. Powell to the peeps on Twitter. You can find us there. You can find us on Instagram, and you can find us at the same bad channel next week. We will see you then. Peace. Peace. Peace.